0: Hello. Welcome to Free Will Science and Religion. I'm Chandler Klebs and I'm here with George Ortega, Mitch J. Trick Slattery, WSD, and yeah. and Poffa, who is listening, but I'm not sure if he's going to say anything or not in this episode. Although although he may if if he if he gets excited and has something to to add. But okay, so for the topic, I want to basically explain how I got this idea. So Jamie was asking me, um, without blame, how do we stop Trump? And so I said, a better question is, with blame, how do you stop Trump? And so whatever method you use to stop Trump or stop whoever from doing what you consider harmful, why not use that same method and yet without the blaming them psychologically? Like I see absolutely no reason why somebody can't make efforts to stop somebody from doing harm without blaming them and believing that that person freely chose it. Because, guys, you know that people, when they hear that we don't have a free will, they think, oh, well, we can't blame anyone. And so then they go into this whole thing that they, then they accuse us of saying we let everybody out of jail. And none of us are saying that.
1: <laughs> That's the hard part.
0: Yeah, so yeah, we're not, yeah, we're not saying that. And so... Um, Yeah, this is where we can discuss that, yes, there is such a thing as trying to stop harmful actions all without blaming the person because the blame is basically a psychological thing where on some level you're mad at the person because they chose to do something and and you punish them because they deserve it. But we don't need to do any of that. But we still have to realize there's harmful people and try to figure out what we can do to prevent harm. So um, so George, um, I'm sure you have some thoughts on the Trump thing as well as some other things in general. So what do you think so
2: far? Yeah, all right. It, I mean, it, it's interesting because in politics, it gets a bit um, more complicated. In other words, from the perspective of those of us who want to kind of like disempower Trump, want to attack and want to kind of like just like render him powerless, um, we're better able to do that to the extent that we don't allow our emotions to overwhelm us, you know, to the extent that we don't hate the guy and we're not like filled with this, this, you know, this hostility toward him. I think we can probably, you know, take him down better. But um, so like so in other words, like and and we all know how to do that. Basically, he's not like it's he's not responsible for anything that he's done but you know to serve as a deterrent because like if he gets away with it then who knows who the you know uh, Trump 2.0 might might be you know that's that's kind of like scary
1: actually i'd say that he's actually bush
2: 2.0 yeah okay but but um so like but the the complication is that in our world today where everybody kind of like accepts this this idea of free will and and, you know, they're like years, if not decades from from understanding we don't have a free will. Emotions move people. In other words, like in politics, sometimes what did Trump do? Trump got people angry, got people blaming the Mexicans and women and, and all these people. And that worked. And so sometimes, you know, in order to kind of like to counter that, you know, it, 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 you, you may need to to. Um, to rely on that same strategy. Otherwise, it's kind of like, you know, like if somebody's coming out, you with a gun and you choose, well, I'm going to be pacifist and you know, you, you, you're you in a very, you know, uh, weakened position. So in other words, like while we may want to just not approach it on a personal level from the blaming perspective, it may be necessary to get, for example, um, the, his supporters to blame him when when he, uh, he hasn't gotten them the jobs or to blame him when he hasn't fulfilled his promises which he's not going to (laughs) Uh,
0: most most politicians don't keep the promises they use to get elected (laughs) oh yeah no (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's interesting because like i yeah i think that's an open question like even though of course we we know fundamentally no one's to blame is it is it the only way in order to get people outraged enough to do something does the general public um, require the use of blame in order to do that
3: or not? Well, yes. I, I, sorry. I think in bitch. the past we've, we've often discussed what's the appropriate language. Like we've talked about words such as responsible and accountable. I, I, for one, I think I prefer accountable. I think it has less of the connotations within it, although it is essentially saying the same thing. We certainly need to hold people accountable for society to function, but I think the word blame just has too much with it. There's just uh, – there's a lot of misunderstanding with that word. Yeah. And also yeah. When, you use the, when you use the word accountable, there seems to be less judgment. It just means like you're really focused on problem-solving. So Chandler, are you suggesting that sometimes you have to do more than that, more than just um, – Think in the sense of problem-solving, like you actually have to use people's emotions in order to truly uh, manipulate their emotions, I should say, Well here's order to what truly did, create change.
0: Yeah, here's what I'm saying is that even though I tend to be against it because as a matter of principle, I don't want to use people's emotions and encourage feelings of fear or hate to get things done – you know cuz i want to i want to find a less intrusive less less violent way in a sense if you know what i mean cuz i feel like that's like psychological abuse to do so um and and yet i at the same time wonder do we actually have to manipulate people's emotions to actually get things done that's my fear is that if it's necessary, I don't want it to be necessary, and I hope it's not. I hope that we can all just be rational and, and just like be these detached philosophers that solve problems without getting emotional and ruining things, if you know what yeah, I'm saying.
4: It's, it's a tough call. It's, it's like, how much yeah. should we be invested in the game uh, that people, you know, the, the unfair game that people play? Uh, how much should we invest ourselves in that unfair game or how much should we try to uh, Break away from those rules and try to you know get people on our side of, in regards to a better uh, set of rules, you know It's it's hard to say because people are emotional creatures, right? So we kind of do have to play to emotions until people start becoming more rational.
0: Well, yeah here, uh, Here's a good example of that take for example now this applies both to religion And legal stuff as well. It happens in religion and politics. Like with religion, you may have someone saying, well, if you don't believe this or live in this way, then you're going to burn in hell forever. And that fear actually does have a power in altering behavior through the emotion of fear. So it can work in some instances. And similarly, if people are afraid that if they commit a certain act that they will go to jail or get the death penalty or something like that or lose their driver's license, you know, (laughs) um, depending on the nature of the crime, that fear of that consequence can deter behavior sometimes. So we know that it sometimes works. Yeah, it sometimes deters behavior, but it's through the use of fear and it's like – I can see that it does work sometimes, yet I don't want to be an agent of fear and try to scare people.
2: Right, and so here's the other approach would involve what I was talking about before the podcast of like, basically um, this idea of love conquering hate. You know, Trump was promoting hate, right? And that invites kind of like a counter-aggression against him. That's basically the way the world works. But, you know, there is like theoretically the possibility that rather than attacking him and blaming him and just like, you know, intensifying the conflict, we we take the quote unquote higher road. We start to kind of like, you know, focus on love and goodness and like our higher natures. And what that might do is just it might shame, you know, it might just by contrast show how vile Trump has been. You know, and that, so that's another way to fight. Is there anything specific that you're, that you have in mind, George? With just the idea of like, you know, for example, Trump um, made fun of, of, uh, of the disabled. He's, he's ridiculed and mocked women you know, so like, let's say we all start talking about the, the need to love each other more, to care for each other more, to really be good and respect each other more. So, th- in other words, like, we're basically we're promoting from a positive standpoint the the um, the world we want to see, rather than like attacking him for attacking. You know, the this 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 notion of civility.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think this is an important point. And see, this is something I personally need to work on because sometimes I go at things from such a negative perspective. You know, like like you know it could like i get into this mode where like it's terrible that people are racist and sexist and speciesist and they're just so evil and i want and i feel like i want hu- humanity to all die out and push that hypothetical button and wipe out all life because we're just so bad mm-hmm. and which is true but at the same time that that message of negativity and and is so hopeless negative that people don't listen to it and therefore it doesn't have the power to cause positive change. Whereas if we can go the whole positive, encourage love and, 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 and basically preach a, the opposite message of what Trump is saying, love, lo- love the disabled, lo- love the Mexicans and the blacks and the women and the cows and whatever, you know what I'm saying?
3: What?
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, I think the same way too, but I'm more of the angry side, just like with me. <laughs> My problem is sometimes when it comes to stupidity of people, I have very limited patience when it comes to stupidity.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. See, and I get that way too. Yeah. I get that way. Jamie gets that way. And when Jamie gets too angry, he threatens to punch people on Twitter. And I don't want that happening anymore. So I'm trying yeah. to figure out how to improve my approach so I can help Jamie out.
4: <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm kind of in the middle on this because it, it, it's a tough call because I know that some people do respond to ridicule. And others don't. So 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 like if you ridicule somebody because of their poor reasoning, a lot of times that that type of ridicule is something that will will they might not initially get to them, but it, but it is something that that will cause them to think about their their position later on. Whereas if you don't do that ridicule, if, if that ridicule doesn't happen, there, a lot of times that they're able to stay in that position without changing it so it's it's a tough call how we play the psychologies of people
0: yeah it is a tough call
2: and sometimes it's not an either or sometimes you know those of us who feel more comfortable with going on the attack that's the strategy that we should use whereas others of us who who really want to you know just um you know take the higher road and and talk about our 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 you know, our ideal virtues would we, want to promote love and understanding and all. I mean, these things can work. It's kind of like you, you've you heard of good cop, bad cop, right? You yeah. Know, uh, you have a suspect. So like one cop is really nice to the person. The other cop is threatening them. So, yeah, yeah these these approaches can go hand in hand. Yeah. Though
4: I, though I still think, George, that, that you're right, that about the positive part being very important. I think that should be actually more than the negative. Though I think the negative is still a key factor, like so I think like a good uh, mix is probably the best way to do it. But at the same time, you want more of the positive than the negative, because then as soon as you have too much negative, that's when people start avoiding you because of it, it's it becomes more of a. Uh, uh, People don't I don't know. They they just move away start moving away. It's like Yeah, I know like you see that with yeah. PETA, for example, or, or, or anim, certain animal rights movements that, that are too aggressive. Uh they they start making people move away from them because of their aggression that is just a little too over the top.
1: Like for example, they um they speak on the negative too much, or they um they are too hard on the negative, or sometimes like my father, like Talk about the past and how bad the past was. I'm like, oh, man. I love you, but seriously. Yeah. It was and with- yeah come on. Yeah. I mean, like I said, one time I was down there. It, it, this is like the worst time I had in Florida. One time I was down there in Florida, he would not shut up about what happened in the past. It, it was like heavy negative shit, too. Hey. Like, yeah. But, yeah.
2: I think- Something else we have to take into account, and this, you know, plays into the, the the whole, you know, no free will thing, is that the psychology of Republican conservatives and their supporters is to a great extent different than the psychology of liberal um, Democrats. Right. What I mean, for example, yes, if we start going on the attack, you know, and just like, you know, Trump is the, the new Hitler and all that stuff that will eventually turn off some of us, you know, because that's not who we are, but like, when Republican conservatives use that as attack, that actually energizes them. These people are out of their fucking minds, they just, you know. Yeah, they're
1: just crazy.
2: I
3: think think the term we're looking for is pathos, right? So I'm not really, um, I don't really support the idea of uh, using underhanded methods to try to accomplish a goal, right? I think uh, the means are important. You know, some people say, you know, the ends justify the means, but I think the means are really, really important. However, with that being said, you know, it's, it's not always, you know, logos, right? Sometimes it's about, sometimes it is about emotion. And I think it's not necessarily wrong to try to use the fact that people have emotions in order to help them see the truth. So if we could make Trump feel guilty about the kinds of things he says and does, I don't think that's really a bad thing. It's really just a way of enlightening someone as as opposed to a way of hurting that person, right? Because we're not saying... Well, let's that hurt, would
1: be hard right? to do.
3: <laughs> well, I think, you know, Trick and Chandler and George, we all, they all pointed out how it could be done for, you know, for example, you know, if if you're talking about women's rights like crazy and how you want equality for women and women are like this and women are like that, and then someone makes a statement like, let's grab them by the pussy and I can get any woman I want, I think uh, it would certainly cause some disturbance within them. I think it would be very difficult to continue that sort of locker room talk once the zeitgeist, once the, the, the people no longer have that sort of mindset. Once, once that's out of the ether, I think I might even feel ashamed to sort of speak in that way. And I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing to try to create that sort of uh, environment.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's interesting because here's the deal. Like there is a genuine thing such as feeling bad about something that you said or did and regretting it and realizing it's not right and yet not feeling guilty in the fact – in the idea that you're really blameworthy, like, like somebody who gets that free will is an illusion won't feel guilty in that sense because they know they couldn't have done otherwise. But they could also realize they were wrong, and, they, and that whole thing about the whole women thing is an important thing because obviously people have the wrong attitude about women. They view them as second-class citizens, as lesser than men, and as property. You know, It still goes on.
2: And and you guys, we have to appreciate that over 40% of women voted for Trump. So there's something extremely dysfunctional about them that, you know, that I don't know if they're like, you know, they're undersexed or something. Yeah, and he, they were like, nice. he was kind of like, you know, activating some kind of like libido in them or something. But, you know, for what? them to accept that. <laughs> yeah. And that's of- a, that's I a, just, what? <laughs> what? You lost me there, George. This. I don't get that. Oh, no, no, no. You guys haven't read. I mean, that people have been theorizing, you know, because what people were having people, some of these women were having like sexual dreams about Trump. I'm not making this up. What? What? No way. <laughs> the first time I heard of this. No way, <laughs> man. <laughs> I followed this. Like really? they're, trying to explain. they're trying to like understand. How do forty percent of American women support Trump after he said all these things? And then again, yeah. like, so they're coming up with all these theories. Something oh, else ing-
1: So they just go ignore what the, well, they see. I'll ignore shit. I say? So you <sighs> just, they just completely ignore what the hell he said. Well, it the wouldn't be forty any,
4: percent anyway. It, w- it would be more like because because like forty nine percent of of people of people that could vote didn't vote. Forty-nine percent didn't vote. Twenty-six percent voted for Trump, and then twenty-six voted for Hillary. So, so I, I don't think it's really forty percent of the population.
2: No, no, you're right. Forty percent of the voting population.
4: No, no, I'm just saying I'm saying, forty-nine percent of the voting population didn't vote in this election.
2: No, well, 40, 40, 40% of the people who voted, of the women who voted. Oh, yeah, 40%.
4: yeah.
2: That's what I mean, yeah.
0: Yeah, now, are there – no, so there are stats on how many men and how many women actually voted, aren't there? Yes. Yeah. Yeah,
1: just don't know where to look for it.
0: Yeah, see, that? that's the, that's the tricky thing is – like yeah, because like somehow I ha- find it hard to believe though that that w- that it was really women voting for Trump after the things he said about women. But of course, oh, yeah, you I, never know. I don't, know.
4: Think, are, was, yeah, I don't think those George stats State. actually do exist because you, there's there's no stats that show who voted for what. So so right. I don't
2: think, so, you're right. There's the exit polls. That's as close as they can get. And, and yeah. Then, yeah, yeah. So it's it's hard to truly know, but.
0: But it is it is interesting, like how of course people can say all, all kinds of outrageous things, but there are still people who vote for them. There's still people who support them, and you know it, it's it's a really weird thing. And of course, even even though of course I, I wasn't really too keen on talking politics, as I never am, I am interested in the psychology of this, that just the idea,
2: like how does this work with people? You know. What? And think of what happened, like, in, in the 30s with Hitler. You know, the, the, the German people were, you know, they're a civilized people, right? They were, they were railing from the Depression and from, like, you know, World War I, where they, you know, their national self-esteem was lowered a lot. And so Hitler just, like, step by step by step, you know, targeting certain people and all, got them to, to be more and more aggressive and that's the danger in Trump. That's that's what Trump is doing. That's that's what we have to like in terms of the psychology. That's what we have to counter, you know, very powerfully.
1: Hmm. Yeah.
2: Uh, it,
0: and it's it's very interesting, you know. That of course, different people come up with different theories uh, about how Trump got as many votes as he did, how he won the election. And I saw this. I saw this article. I think I posted to my, my Facebook timeline. Because I get some weird stuff in my email. So it was something about the the reason um, – something about the reason Christians voted for Trump that liberals don't understand. And of course you have to consider it came from a Catholic website, so it's – it's weird, but I still okay, get.
1: Okay, don't the whole credibility, did.
0: Right, yeah, but I still get this stuff <laughs> in my email because even though I unsubscribed to a lot of stuff because I had been subscribed to every you know so-called pro-life um, email list a long time ago, some of this stuff still leaks into my email occasionally, and and so the title caught my attention, and it's it's really weird about something about about obama attacking christians or something like that and i got so lost and confused on that but it was trying to make it sound like that 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 christians were voting for trump
2: Chandler, in, in order to understand evangelicals you have to understand like to them it's like the lesser of two evils in other words like what 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 brings a lot of them together is the anti-abortion stance right yeah so on the one hand they have Trump, you know, being an asshole, whatever, just like saying whatever, just to abuse people. On the other hand, you have the idea that if Hillary wins, she's going to appoint a Supreme Court justice that's going to uphold uh, Roe versus Wade. And basically, like, you know, our world, our world pretty much aborts as many fetuses as people die each year of natural causes, like between 50 and 60 million. So, so from their perspective... It really wasn't about Trump. I mean, other words, It was like the the less, lesser of two evils for them. They, you know, and you know, that's kind of actually like I'm an extreme liberal, but you know, this abortion thing, we've got we've got to deal with it. Yeah, it it
0: is a serious issue, George. And yeah, because part of the reason I brought it up is, you know, look, yeah, on one hand, I I I of course think Trump is absolutely awful, but at the same time, only a few short years ago. Uh, it would it would have been possible that I would have been one of the Trump supporters. And just knowing that makes it r- really hard to criticize the – Oh, uh, I'm
1: sorry. I would never support Trump.
0: Yeah, I, see, I, here's I, the deal. See, like,
1: I, I, see yeah. through, I saw
4: right through his facade.
1: Man.
0: But yeah, like George said though, this is a case yeah. <laughs> where – But let, yeah, okay, let me finish here. What George was saying, for them it's a case of lesser of two evils in the opposite direction. Because where, like, a lot of you guys were saying, well, that Hillary is the lesser of the two evils between Trump, some of them are looking at the other way around. And so this comes down to which of the moral or political issues that they consider to bear more weight than others. Like, which issue takes priority over others? And so there are going to be people that will be like, for example, they may may hear that – Trump says terrible things about women and he, wa- and he wants to, to bomb the families, uh, the whole families of terrorists or something. You know, they may hear that, but, they, but in their minds, they may think that that's not so bad as long as he puts um, pro-life people in the Supreme Court. You know? so, so according to the way they look at it, they may look at Trump as the lesser of two evils. You know, and so I do think, yeah, there may be some legitimate explanations as to what was going on in the minds of some Trump voters, and it's just really sad. Like I feel that, because um, you know, guys, I've been torn on, on that whole thing too, because that was <laughs> a, a big part of of the whole thing of why I didn't vote. It's just it it was it was it is a tough emotional roller coaster.
4: I think a lot of people voted for Trump just to throw a wrench into the system. I think they they were just sick of the political system and they thought Trump's the way to go. He's he's not a politician. He's he's just a, some some crazy guy. Let's just put him in there and throw a, re- a wrench into the whole system.
2: Of course, it's it's messed up that they did that, but yeah, I think they, a lot of people be, did. It
1: sounded like a bad idea
3: too, but
2: no, you know. you're you're right, Trick. And I've been just learning about this now. I didn't I didn't realize basically it's what's known as populism. And the idea is like left. There's there's a left wing version and a right wing version, and and they're both against the elite people like you know. Interestingly, ironically, the the rich and powerful, the the, the established order. So so basically, with left wing populism, populism, they ba- basically directly stat, uh, attack the established order, like Sanders did. With right wing um, populism. They attack the established order, but their means is by, like, by blaming minorities and blaming immigrants and blaming these different disenfranchised groups. But, but you're right. It really is like a deep satisfaction with our leaders. And, and, and it doesn't – this isn't just about this country. There's, like, a lot of Europe now has fallen to right-wing populism with all the immigrants, you know, from other parts of the world.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but I think Trick may have a point there. Like, yeah, some people they just want to ch- see change in the in the system, and this and they're tired of the status quo. And so, by just causing chaos, their idea is that they're in this never-ending war, um, and so they want to initiate a self-destruct sequence to end it
2: <laughs> or something
0: like it, a real desperate move because they're tired of it.
2: And it worked. It worked. I mean, people are freaking, you know, people <laughs> Gotcha. Oh, yeah. Why couldn't,
3: why couldn't Bernie Sanders have been the benefactor for all this? huh? Yeah, Do I know.
0: Yeah. I, you know, personally, I thought yeah. Bernie Sanders is pretty cool. And, and you know, my friend Monique and the most qualified. Oh, yeah. I, I think
4: I, I have no doubt he would have won if he was the. Uh, yeah, he would definitely he Democratic. Uh, yeah,
0: I, I believe that, like, too. Cause I, cause like I'm pretty, mo, most people, like you guys, you all, you guys all kind of like Bernie Sanders, didn't you? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh
2: yeah. Oh
1: yeah. I was gonna vote for. Bernie. Hey, guess what? Easy. Cause Bernie Sanders didn't win, I was gonna vote for another. So I voted Jill Stein.
2: Hmm.
3: I also voted Stein, but I guess in the end it wasn't really. Yeah, I was hoping that, she
1: would get at least 5%. If you get a lot of 5%, you heard that she gets like $10 million, something for a next run or something like that. Yeah.
3: I think Trick made a good point in the past. If we really want change, we shouldn't really be uh, so preoccupied with presidential elections, although there are a good opportunity for lesser-known candidates to yeah be broadcast in the public scene. We have to start doing things like right now. Now would be the best time to start, you know.
4: Well, I think I think this election season kind of shows the problem with our voting system, for example. So I think it's the best time for people to start um, trying to make change for 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 the next time around, right? <laughs> for change oh, our yeah. voting system, get rid thing. of the electoral college, uh, make it uh, um, the other kind of voting where where you don't need yeah. a two party system. The uh, Parliamentary. Instant runoff. Instant runoff voting.
1: Only thing I like uh, hate about the two candidates like Hillary and Trump, this is one thing that really burns me at None of them mention climate change.
4: Oh, yeah. Trump does. Tr- Trump Trump doesn't believe in climate change.
1: No. How to solve it. That's what I meant. You know what I
4: well, meant. that's Well, he doesn't believe it.
2: That, yeah, David yeah, <laughs> w- was just yeah, talking I mean, yeah, about like, that earlier. <laughs> Trump Trump is a threat to the country, right? But he is a very minute, teeny, teeny little threat compared to climate change. And that, that's, you know, like, yeah, and, and nobody say, wants to if talk if about Bernie it.
1: said, um, you got to treat that as a World War uh, One level threat, something like that. Yeah.
4: He just, uh, who, who did he hire? I forget. It was a climate change denier, but I forgot what role it was for. But he just hired somebody that was a climate, total
2: the climate ETA, change. The EPA, Environmental Protection Agency.
4: Oh, is that what it was? Okay. Oh, that's Bush, crazy. Bush did the same thing. When oh, he did was, he? Uh, I didn't even realize uh, that. Yeah.
2: Didn't I tell y'all that
3: this motherfucker is Bush Poo 2.0? <laughs> also, Michael, him. you know, Michael Pence also doesn't believe in climate change. And, oh,
1: of course. He's a religious nutcase, of course.
3: And Trump yeah. is pretending not to believe in climate change. Trump doesn't care. But Michael Pence really doesn't believe it in it. Oh, yeah. There he wants
4: fucking, evolution
3: or he, he wants creation to be taught in to,
4: science yeah. class, right? Oh, man. yes, yeah, yeah,
1: Guys, going to open up and yeah. Jesus will come down here and save all our bacons.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, guys, actually... It's a I revolution, have...
1: revolution, even though we're some antichrist. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah <assembly laughs> revolution, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> we well, to do with some antichrist that we're supposed to see by now.
0: Well guys, yeah, I have to say this is actually the first time I've heard anything about Michael
3: Pence. Like oh. oh, he's, he's worse. Sh- like, like Michael Pence. Go ahead, Drek, please. Uh, he's worse yeah, than he Trump. Be thinking- believe it or not, if there's somebody
4: who's worse than Trump, it's his vice president. <laughs> he's just like he's the he's a religious nut, basically. Michael <laughs>
3: Pence thinks gays shouldn't be in the military, and women shouldn't be in the military, and women shouldn't work. He's against gay marriage and he's against gay civil what year? Does he think This is, this is Michael Michael Pence was like one of the hu- the face of the Tea Party. This is a guy as governor in Indiana, okay? The governor before him, also a Republican, gave about, I don't know, eighty pardons in a twelve year span. Michael Pence has given three. Michael Pence is like the worst person. Yeah. Ever. oh my yeah, god yeah yeah so it's like since the
1: year 1890
4: it's like trump trump goes hmm who can i have as vice president where i won't get shot <laughs> there you go oh uh,
0: the plot thickens i see
4: yeah. <laughs> he just basically secured he's not going to get in peace he's not going to get shot people do not want
3: penson oh <laughs> I, I, I forgot i forgot the best one he thinks that um, smoking doesn't lead to lung cancer. And, of course, oh, he's no. taking 10 no, 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 <laughs> oh. no, There you go. There you go, guys. Oh, no.
1: You're right. And here, look. look here you... you go. People, here's who y'all voted for. Oh.
2: oh, man.
1: Yeah, see. Y'all this... voted for this. And like I said, I refuse to use... His name and present in the same sense.
3: Well, what I do is I don't refer he's to saying, him as well, Mike Pence. I call him Michael Pence because Mike is what you call your friend.
4: <laughs> so,
1: is, I, oh, Michael <laughs> Pence. Okay.
4: <laughs> Listen, this takes us back to the whole like we're we're poking fun, we're ridiculing, right? But but it's it's because we know who this guy is or what it, what he stands for, and and we understand how problematic it is, and we're like. We, he, it should be ridiculed because that's that's what people need. Uh, we yeah, need a little you
1: ridicule. Yeah, global flood happened six thousand years ago.
2: Let me ask you guys something. Um, <laughs> would it be you know within the f- no free will paradigm understanding, but you know pragmatically helpful or necessary? For example, let's say we you know people launched a global boycott of Trump products. And, and initiated, let's say, hundreds, if not thousands, of lawsuits against his companies to try to bankrupt him. Would would that be a valid counterattack, or would that be going too far, too aggressive? I think that's There's valid. No I, think I think that's
3: valid.
2: In the NBA, for example, the National
3: Basketball Association. For those of you who are not sports enthusiasts, <laughs> like me, many te- many teams. Are no longer staying in Trump brand hotels because that's their civil protest. That's one of the forms of civil protest they're showing. So entire NBA teams going. Oh, blame We refuse to stay on when we're on the road in a Trump hotel. So there you go. That's something, I guess. Wow. I don't. I've, I. I think to. I think it's unprecedented. I've never heard of organizations that are supposed to be neutral. Um, you know, making this, doing these kinds of political action. So
2: and, I think it's a good thing. Right, Mitch. And, you know, in another words, like, so, yeah, so this might be kind of like a blessing in disguise in the sense that, like, this kind of sentiment that Trump caused to come up to the surface might have been there for decades, just like it was like, you know, people wouldn't talk about it, but they'd vote a- according to it. And it was just like, you know, it was like a, a bad influence on, on our world. So now it's out there, and you have these alt-right people and the white suprem- supremacists coming out, you know, and so they're out there, and so, like, you know, now we know that what the problem is, and, yeah, so now it's it's time for the backlash. Now it's time, it's our turn to really do a major counterattack in ways that, that we've never done before, like like the uh, NBA boycotts and stuff.
1: Huh. Yeah, I don't believe them, actually. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, it see it's yeah, it's very interesting. I mean, because I think everybody has their form of protest when they don't they don't approve of something. They want to they want like for example, the first time I ever heard of a boycott was when people were trying to boycott Chick-fil-A because something about some CEO said about not liking gay marriage or something like that. Um You know, and that was the first time I actually heard of people boycotting things. And I'm like, well, this is this is really interesting how people's beliefs about various things would cause them to not um, buy something from certain companies. And so that means that as people are persuaded about certain things, then certain companies go bankrupt. And this is this is one of those weird things. I just think about, well, that's. That's one kind of thing that citizens themselves can do that does not even involve voting in elections, but it's still a statement. It's still a protest.
3: I I would be remiss if I didn't point out the Montgomery bus boycott, right? Martin Luther King? Remember the big bus boycott? That was a big, big deal during the civil rights movement. But yes, I, I see your point. So certainly you're aware of that one, for example. Actually no, that was before my time. Okay. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. That's okay. But that's a very famous uh, historical one, you know. Do black people had to sit at the back of the bus so they boycotted the buses because mm-hmm. you know, it's unfair. Yeah. Oh yeah, so look it at, And look
1: into some more of that. Look at um this movie called um the um Luther story. Luford, I mean The Vand- God damn, it, I can't pronounce it right now for some reason. <laughs> It's, know, um, Luther Man, yeah. Luther Vandross, I believe. I can't pronounce his name. You got it, Luther, Luther
3: Vandross. Vandross. Yes, I know Luther Vandross. Vandross. Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: I know. All right. I didn't think I was pronouncing it correctly. Sorry.
3: <laughs> okay.
1: And, um.
2: Yeah. Wait, check so that out.
1: It? Okay. And of course, that was the guy that um, you know, pretty much trained.
2: Uh, guys, I want to like introduce something okay. to to hear what you guys think of it. Because it really it, it it's another component that nobody's talking about. It's kind of like the other climate change. We we liberals Democrats are saying how horrible Trump is, how horrible his supporters are for what they're saying and all this stuff. Um, consider consider like the fact that the vast majority of people are not vegans. And consider they're they're you know buying their um their livestock, their, you know poultry, chicken dairy and all that stuff from factory farms that that essentially torture 60 billion you know animals each year. So so like and and this is difficult from an atheist perspective because like you know, I guess your belief is there is no universal justice whatever. but you know, aside from that, I mean like, can we really claim in any substantial significant sense, uh, moral, superiority over the trump people when we as a collective are so horrible you know like so in other words what what trump is doing is really just very minor compared to what we are all doing to these animals
0: i completely agree with that george because it absolutely it's one thing like to criticize somebody who kills humans of other races or or rapes um women or grabs them by the whatever. You know, it's one thing to criticize someone for that, but then realize that what we're doing to non-human animals is goes so far beyond any of the horrors that that Trump or Pence might do to humans, Then it, it really throws a whole new light on this whole thing, because I do think that's, like, got to be one of the most important things ever.
4: Yeah, but we have to keep the issues separate, like... Uh, so, so whether Hillary or Trump came became presidents, that wasn't going to change the, on the animal front. So, but but the other things do change. Like, the he wants to dismantle Obamacare, right? So, you know, how many people are going to be out of health insurance now because he's president? You know, because because him and the, and the Senate and the House are re- all Republicans. So we no no, no. It, it, it it is a big deal for these other issues, even though. This one horrific issue, obviously, isn't, you know, is still there. Basically.
2: And and how about the abortion one? Because again, like, you know, I have been like pro-choice because I'm pro-democracy, right? right? But 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 you know, something tells me that it's really wrong. And and my feeling is the Democrats have been fighting the wrong fight for decades. In other words, I think the fight should have been fine, let's let's have abortion bill be illegal but then when when women when young girls have um kids are forced to have kids we as a society have to ensure that that these kids are provided for That they are not like left you know like forgotten in poverty and and nobody cares yeah
4: well this is another topic we could probably get into because i'm totally against uh I I'm I'm am I'm totally pro choice, basically. I don't I don't I don't think a you woman know. should have yeah, a
1: right a woman's
4: right should have a right to their own body, basically. Yeah, and basically what, what you're doing with abortion is you're taking away that woman's right to her body. You're you're saying you don't have a right to this body. You're you're now an incubator for nine months and you don't have a choice over this. You don't have a decision. Yeah, so, what well he
1: said.
0: Well um, I mean— yeah, see, I don't think it's really that simple, guys. And I and I and you know, I and I don't want things to get too hostile over this, but I really think that what what you have with it this whole case where you have Democrats and you have Republicans who tend to fall on one or two extremes of this whole thing. You you'll you'll have a lot of of Democrats or supposedly liberals that are just like pro choice, and oh, yeah, a woman has a right to her own body, even if it means killing someone. So, and they don't, they just don't look beyond that. And then you've got Republicans who say that they're pro life, although, of course, I question their sincerity, but then they're all pro war and pro guns, you know. And, and of course, then again, there is the whole what we do to non human animals. And, so in a sense, we have all these people with these different positions, and I know that people want to keep – like what Trick said, like they want to keep these issues separate. They want to take each of these issues separately, and yet I feel like this is all part of a whole – it all needs to fit together. It needs to be consistent where we have a holistic mindset where we are have a system by which all of these issues all make sense and we come to an agreement.
4: But they're separate issues, so we have to we have to kind of take take them separately. Like for for instance, I'm all against killing animals, but when it comes to abortion, I don't think that that is nearly as as eth- ethically problematic because I don't think the a fetus or embryo experiences in any way like a animal does. So so it's a big difference there. So
2: yeah, I agree. It's not. It's it's like you know I don't think it's about like pain. You know, because basically with animals it's pain. Um so I don't think the fetus is like hopefully they don't experience pain um but you know you raise the the argument of like that it's a woman's right to her body mm-hmm. but we have to consider there's precedents for example that don't allow people to commit suicide it's actually against the law
4: I am mean, totally against that one
2: Right I know I, I, I think I, I people should people
4: be able it. to commit suicide
2: <laughs> Right and and the other thing is like um euthanasia you know for for you know for doctors to assist people I you know, totally more- for,
4: for euthanasia
2: too. Right, so. right, right. <laughs> yeah. See, this, these, all these life and death issues
0: are very interesting because, like, some people they they view them all as separate issues. Well, other 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 people tend to like try to have a holistic, consistent life ethic. They try to find a way to make sense and have it all fit together. And then you have, yeah, like you'll have people who will be. Uh, say, for euthanasia but against abortion or for abortion but against euthanasia. You might may have I, uh, those. You might have inter- stuff like
4: that.
3: May I interject for a moment? I think what you're referring to is something Sam Harris spoke about recently when he was uh, he was given a question about his opinion about the alt-right and Milo uh, Yiannopoulos. And uh, mm-hmm. he talked about how identity politics itself is just absurd, how we should look at things issue by issue. But I want to go back a little bit to what we're saying about death and suicide and everything. Um, I think we obviously will have certain differences of opinion in certain topics. So I don't think we need to be... So this idea of a united front where everyone agrees about this topic, I don't think that's really the approach. But certainly, currently, people who tend to identify as liberals, Democrats, progressives, certainly have figured out, have a stance on many, many issues, many real important issues that I think everyone, at least in this podcast, is at least uh, open-minded about. Um, So one more quick point I wanted to make about the abortion thing. Um, I don't believe that we should have a government based on morality, whatever that means. Especially, I mean, consider the following. Uh, I don't think that cheating on your spouse is a good thing, but I don't think it should be illegal. So my personal take on on abortion is criminalization. I don't think abortion is a great thing and you should applaud people for doing it. I think it's usually something done by desperate people. But I don't think these people should pay any kind of fine or should go to jail. Um... So, yeah, so, you know, in summary, you know, issue by issue is how we should take things. And I don't think laws should be based on morality. Well, what's interesting. Are. I think
4: I think all laws are based on morality. Like, like, I mean, it's the reason we put we lock people away. We lock people away because they, you know, they're danger to society.
3: That's, not, it's the, that's not morality, though. It's, of course it is. Of course it is. No, oh, no, that's, yeah. that's, that's exactly <laughs> what morality is. <Hold> <laughs> you know? Let me be let me be, let me be very clear about what I'm saying here. Okay. I'm saying, you can have a government, and you can say you have a society, and you have laws in order to keep society stable or to protect people. I, the, I don't know. I think you're using the word why morality we keep in society a society
4: stable sense. is because it's harmful not to.
3: It, it, it all comes back uh, down I, to that. I think we're using the word different. For example, okay, it's okay. not illegal, okay, to cheat on your wife, but I think most people would think of it as an unethical thing to do. I right? don't. But, but, okay, I, I understand you have some very fleshed out views on morality. So when I say morality, I'm not referring to your particular take on the issue. I'm speaking in a very loose and generalized sense. It's
4: so on people, because it causes harm. So,
3: so, so. I, I, Yeah, but Trick, that is your very specific ideas about morality. But the average person, if you just ask them, they would say, yeah, cheating on someone is immoral it's unethical
4: yeah but you got to understand but, that most of our laws are based on utilitarian ethics like there's there's a whole um, slew of laws that are just based on 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 the whole harm principle basically I, so uh, so we can't really i don't think we can really bypass that entirely i, yeah. I understand see, what you're saying I yeah do.
0: see here's the deal this fundamental difference that some of us co-hosts have about morality plays into this whole thing uh, Definitely. But there is something that Mitch said that I am sort of agreeing with here. Now, there's a lot of moral issues, what what we consider moral or immoral. So the debate – like, yeah, I do think that if we do have a legal system that it ought to be based on morality, but – which moral issues do we want a government interfering with i think that's the question with, like which issues do we think we should have government intervention and which do we think are just immoral but we should not legally send people to jail for those things that and I, that is a debate to be had issue by issue perhaps
2: well, I want to go back to like, for example, like suicide, right? Trick, you're, you're, you're saying that people should be able to kill themselves. But let me ask you something. Um, should a, a father, you know, who's the provider of, of the family, sh- um, should he be allowed to legally just without any penalty, just leave his family, abandon his pa- family, you know, so they have no support?
4: A father can do that now without killing himself. Yeah, they do that. <laughs> so, all the so, time.
2: So, so, no, but 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 no, he can't do that without penalty. In other words, like so, the reason is like so. You know, if if there's a penalty for uh for you know abandoning a family, you know, then that that kind of like says, well, you know, when when a father does that. Then that's really jeopardizing the 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 livelihood of his kids, his wife, and all. So again, the same thing happens when a person decides to kill themselves. You know that they're depriving. You know, if it's especially if it's a you know, a um a father or something, or you know the the head of a household, depriving the family of of of, of that you know sustenance.
4: Yeah, they're so saying there should be the- some contingencies, maybe. Uh, who knows? But I mean, yeah, maybe if somebody has a child who. Maybe there should be some kind of contingency, uh, some kind of uh, monetary thing that happens right.
2: before right. they kill themselves. Yeah, oh, yeah, and the wider point I guess is yeah that our are laws are really you know designed to prevent us from hurting either ourselves or each other. Here's here's a really clear one. Okay. The vast
3: majority of people think that lying is unethical. Okay. Yeah. Even little even little white lies. They'll say little white lies are not good. They're unethical, but it's not illegal. Slander, however, is illegal. Slander and libel are illegal. So when I say we don't want... I understand Trick is using a more generalized definition of the word morality, but I, I mean, for lack of a better word, morality in the sense that you know certain principles and ideals shouldn't be what the laws are based upon. Laws should be based upon exactly what Trick... Even reference this utilitarian, this practical kind of thing. Now, the, so the, the so so,
4: what you're be... saying is it shouldn't be based on on morality in general, but but it should be based on um, harm.
3: You know, instead of because... using the word morality, let's use like ideals. It shouldn't be based on these principles and ideals. It should be based on uh, very practical concerns. So I think we're in agreement there. To me, to me, laws are... laws by the government are about Keeping society stable, keeping people healthy and safe and productive. Yeah, but but okay, let's say let's take the
4: animal rights thing for example. The, you know, we're, we're we're killing these animals in these horrible conditions. I think it should be illegal because of the harm what, that it's what, causing. What ex-
3: you think? What exactly should be illegal? What's uh, factory farming. Do you think it should be illegal to kill an animal?
4: I think it should be illegal to kill an animal. Correct. Yes, I agree. Wait! Wait! Wait!
1: <laughs> Depends on the circumstances, because of Well, especially if you're doing it in, you're, and your is coming at me, I have a shotgun.
4: All right, let's 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 make it simple. It should be illegal to to um, create animals, in in other words, uh, you know, procreate them and then kill them to to so so we can eat them. So I okay. so this is this is something I think should be I think in the future will be illegal.
3: Uh, think... Trick, are you a vegan by the way? I never
4: really. I am. I am. Yeah. Okay. But yeah so so I think price. I think in the future it will be illegal. I think in the future we'll, we'll be like wow, that was such a horrific thing that we did in the
3: past. Uh, I mean should... I I agree with you. I although I am not a vegan currently, I have experimented with it a lot and I'm and that's fine.
4: I mean I mean you're you're raised a certain way, right? You're raised about a certain the pain way and
3: suffering. No, yeah. but um I guess this is a discussion for another episode, but yeah, it's it's a, I, I kind of yeah. I'll just reserve my opinions on <laughs> that particular issue.
4: Yeah, we could we could talk kind of, I mean, yeah, because talking about law and how it relates to, I guess,
2: harm. I think yeah, so we might be off general, general. Now. Yeah, we're <laughs> supposed to be like destroying Trump. <laughs> yeah,
4: <laughs> well, you know, but, but guys, it all yeah, comes back to Trump. All it all top. comes back to Trump, right? Yeah, so it comes back to his policies and and you know him wanting to. Dismantle Roe versus Wade and and Obamacare and and all this stuff like that. So it all comes it, back to well, the yeah. Terms see, all that, these things that, that are related. Caused.
0: I think all of these things are important. They are all related because it it all comes down to like I do feel that the discussion about morality and how that plays up with legality had. It does in a sense have everything to do with this election, what this politics thing is, and Trump getting in? It all relates because everything's connected anyway, but these things really do connect. And, and I am glad we, t- even though there's no way we could go into all of the depths of each of these issues that we brought up, I, I am glad to hear these things brought up because it shows that we can actually have a talk about this and try to be reasonable about this, which we need to be. Because the world's in chaos, there's riots and violence, and everybody's all mad and blaming each other. But I think, guys, that we're able to do better than that.
2: Uh, what? But uh, no, suggest how? What? What should we do?
0: Yeah, that's that's the real question. That that's the thing is, we do seem to have because we have fundamental disagreement about morality and what. And wh- how much law and stuff should be based on morality? I find, I'm finding, how do we agree on what actions to take to reduce harm, including the harm done by Trump and Pence and, wh- and whatever? That is the thing. How do we find out what that is and reach that agreement?
2: Well, I mean, we, we have these like, these general standards of morality that, that aren't necessarily even related to law. You know, just a lot of things that Trump said during his campaign are just vile. Just, you know, we we, we thought we kind of like outgrew that stuff. We, we thought that, you know, that I mean, for a presidential candidate to say the things he said, that just like, it empowers people to just like be vile and just to be disrespectful. So, um, so this is something that, um, that reflects on us all and like so I you know basically what do we do we have to um, find a way to 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 um, to get these people to understand how wrong that was you know how wrong that is um, but but again like so how do we do that um, I don't know I, I think sometimes like um, you know the 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 the, um, the right wing, could care less about the poor in this country and in other countries. The the, the left wing could care less about the, the unborn. And so we have the, these different um, ideologies. I wonder. I wonder if there might be. And I'm you know we don't have to get into this in detail and all, but I'm wondering if there might be a more more of an agreement on this, this cruelty to animals. I mean, so so many of us have cats and dogs, and so many of us know that that animals are sentient. So I'm wondering if, if we might be able to use this, this factory farm, you know, cause as a way to kind of like awaken the, the conscience of, of, of society of both sides.
4: Hmm. I think there's too many people against it or against uh, veganism, basically. <laughs> For some, They don't understand why they're against it. They They just are against it because they're they eat meat. So there's. They try to uh, support yeah. their position, basically.
0: Yeah. See, and here's the here's the thing, guys, is that yeah, of course. So this is why it's unlikely to ever happen. Like it, but let's say that there was um, some vegan running for um, president that their their big platform, their whole goal was to basically um, grant other animals the same rights as humans and to ban killing them. Of course, they'd get my vote. Of course, they wouldn't win because, like, 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 Trick just said, you know, like the rest, most people would be against them, so they wouldn't stand a chance, you know, but yeah.
1: Yeah, but would if they know they were a vegan?
2: C- consider this. There are like, ah. let me outline the major um, evils of our world um, global poverty, about 30,000 kids under the age of, of five die every day of largely preventable poverty-related causes. Um, abortion, I, I, by my perspective, it's about denying these fetuses a life. You know, it's kind of like their rights are, are being denied. Um, and well, the other major, or climate change, is this wait, 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 hold on. What say on. about let, abortion? Let, 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 it, the, basically, it's denying the fetus the right to life. You know, so, um, but the other two are climate change. The problem with climate change is that, you know, you have to be an expert to really understand how amazingly threatening it is. you know, and and most people aren't near that. Um, and the other the other, I think major harm is you know this our cruelty of animals. So, like, in other words, like so we have we have dressed to a certain extent, the, the first three, you know, we, we've explored it, we've debated it, you know, and with climate change, it's like pretty impossible. But this, this fourth major, major evil of our world, we haven't begun to explore yet.
4: Yeah, well, it's it's about convincing people of, of, of that. So, and that's that's the wait, hard wait, part. Wait, wait. Almost, I do
3: not, I don't think I agree with those. We teams. don't agree with the
2: abortion of, thing. I, obviously, me and Mitch don't agree with the abortion weird. thing. Oh, man. <laughs> no, I understand. I understand. I, I hear you. But yeah, guys, yeah. see,
0: this. this is just it. See, what we experience in our disagreements over some of these issues here. Is magnified billions of times over with billions of people. How many billions of people of humans are there all on the planet about now? Is it seven or eight billion? And we're it's just over f- seven billion. Yeah, and we're just five, and we can't agree. We're
4: only five yeah. humans, and we can't agree. So I do want to have. We do have to have just one time where we all just focus on the abortion debate because because it is something that we, we're kind of split on. Absolutely. It's
2: true. Yeah. Right. And, and, and like just to show that the world in general can reach a major consensus, you know, two, three hundred years ago, slavery was, was, um, was, you know, pretty common in in, in the United States and, and, you know, other parts of the world. And we understand now how wrong that is.
4: Yeah, exactly. So, so I think, like I said, I think in the future, you know, people are going to look back and we're going to say, wow, we did that to the animals. Like, I can't believe that. But, but right now, you know, we have, we have a long way to go to convince people's, you know, convince people of this.
2: But yeah. I'm wondering, Tri- I'm wondering is like that, like, you know, I don't see that we have actually made the effort. I mean, there's some activists that are really unorganized and their message isn't getting out there. I'm wondering if, if there was like a really focused effort, if people might not get it.
4: But the problem is people are raised with it. So so people are raised eating meat. And, and so and so when when people try to, you know, tell them, oh, they shouldn't do that. Then, then they there's there's a backlash. They 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 automatically become defensive. So that it's the same thing with the free will thing, right? So so we have uphill battles in both fronts. The you know trying to get people to understand that there's no free will when when their psychology says that there is 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 the same type of thing. So yeah, we have
0: to, it's it's we a have tough that. pill to swallow because they're basically being told everything. Everything you know is wrong. Black is white. Up is down. And short is long. <laughs> you know that's what it's like yeah telling them the way they were raised is wrong it it threatens their whole concept of reality and yeah trick's right the free will thing has that effect but so does the animal thing and
4: yeah part of this is moving us away from religion too like like a lot of religions their 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 whole premise is that the animals are here for humans right well, yeah, actually,
2: but no, no, I've been debating this with the Jehovah's Witnesses is trying to convert, right, whatever. But, like, basically, no, according to the Bible, at least, it's uh, being cruel to animals is prohibited. That's something that's that's pre- pretty commonly accepted among, you know, at least Judeo-Christians.
4: Well, I mean, if you look in the Bible, you know, <laughs> people offered
2: animal sacrifices yeah, to yeah, god. Sacrifices, you know <laughs> right, no I mean, no no there's like yeah, for no. example like with the kosher laws, you know, basically is, so. the kosher laws in terms of slaughter were designed to to create the least pain. You know, they're they're relatively painless compared to other, you know, slaughter methods. So it's not about like, you know, yes, we're allowed to eat animals, we're just not allowed to be cruel toward them.
4: Right, right. But but that's the whole thing, you know. So 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 people think you know their animals are here for them
3: to eat or whatever yeah
1: unless maybe it's a not pig. cruelly. But. unless it's a pig pigs are unclean yeah, a verse about that yeah bible. It,
3: it says in the bible <laughs> that man has uh, man has dominion over the animals that's yeah. the word i think they like to use yeah,
0: yeah. and it, it's a very it's a very very strange thing with the with the bible being full of contradictions and and, of course, like I'm familiar enough with ve- with vegan activism and stuff. I, I know a lot about this, that there's, there, there are those who want to continue killing animals but kill them painlessly. And then there are others like me who says it's just wrong to kill them point blank whether or not they feel pain. And so those, they, we're split. Like the vegans – are, well, actually, they're not vegans if they're still for killing them for food, but you get like the animal welfare versus the animal rights or liberation. There's a huge split between them in the level of. Yeah, how I don't think there's
4: a developed. way to way to do it without without like I don't think there's a way to um, host animals basically uh, without suffering and without uh, basically some kind of death or painful death. In, to some degree, at least. Uh, so, so there's always there's always going to be a degree of, of problem there. Um, but in vitro meat, for example, I'm all for. Uh, when as soon as we can create, uh, fake synthetic but real meat, basically, uh, without a conscious, animal. Only then, then I'm all for that, sure.
3: Only through clones. I would second that. Yeah,
0: uh, it, it's it's a very interesting one. But yeah, I mean, it it, it would be nice if there if people. Did have those technological solutions to avoid the actual harming and killing of the real animals. E- even though, of course, I'm fine with just eating plants. I don't know why that's so hard for other people that they need to go all with modern technological in vitro meat. That seems weird to me. I don't know why.
2: All right. but well,
1: guys, it... go well, go well, go ahead. Well, well, well. For me, becomes a vegan. It's not. it's not cheap for me. I'm going um, me. I don't have a supermarket where I live at right now, so yeah. Be going vegan for me is <laughs> financially can't do it right now. <laughs>
2: yeah, there's a there's Guys, a lot of problems with it, but go ahead, go ahead, George. If if, if you know if you know addressing animal cruelty is, is something we're considering is too much to ask our our you know our human species right now. Can we think of some issue that um. That hasn't been yet debated like abortion, and and that isn't as like, for example, with global poverty. There's so many complications now. Like you know, um, just um, is there something that we can like global
1: poverty something that should have been solved by now?
2: Yeah, well, it's, 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 it's all
4: controversial. Everything's controversial. So so even with global poverty, poverty, people are voting Republican because they believe in capitalism, and capitalism obviously creates. Uh, these mass inequalities where you have these lower levels of poverty and these mm-hmm. higher levels of well,
2: My question is like, I mean, how do we go about um, raising the conscience of, of humanity?
4: Yeah, It's all about education and yep. we got to get, we got to get more people on board. The more people on board, the more more education happens. It's like the same thing with slavery, right? So, and we're, we're, the, we're at the information age here. We're, we have the internet, uh, you know, at, In our means so if we can convince enough people we can we can get a ball rolling and hopefully convince more and more and more and more people especially generationally as as people stop listening to their you know uh, these past remnants of bad thinking (laughs) but we'll see
2: all right but the thing is like so like there's there's not agreement about abortion there's not agreement about like you know animals or or about global poverty is there a kind of an issue that hasn't been addressed or maybe just like how we treat each other as individuals that another in is like in order to teach people yeah. morality You kind yeah, of like that
1: the fact that we spend um, Trillions of dollars on military spending, but yet we don't spend a dime on the poor
0: <laughs> No, I know I yeah, know. you know, um, and here's
1: the deal guys I think that all
0: of these things have the same basic thing like what the only reason you care about global poverty Is because people who are in poverty suffer if they're in if they're in pain because they're starving, for example, or they're homeless and they're freezing in the cold or something. It it's it always comes back to suffering. It always comes back to to reducing harm, suffering, pain, whatever you call it. And of course, I agree with Trick that that's what morality or ethics is about. Even though I know Mitch doesn't. Uh, agree with that but yeah
3: no 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 that is precisely my stance my stance he doesn't like calling it about morality or
0: ethics yeah he just doesn't like to call it morality yeah. right
4: yeah
3: so I so he's, he's more
4: morality? i would call your stance I, Mitch, <laughs> I'm just, I'm, yeah, yeah. I, I can speak for myself
1: yeah
4: yeah i
3: think i could speak for myself yeah yeah you Fine. can Fine. Mitch. sorry my there. stance would be that i i'm just i i think morality is a human construction that's all I'm saying. I I think morality is usually based upon pain and suffering, precisely that. And I right. think it's very reasonable that people do that. It seems v- I can understand why people, why people who can feel pain, construct systems where feeling pain is bad and doing things that cause pain is bad. Right. That's yeah. Yeah. yeah wait, 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 see, but, they're not, but they're not
4: constructing that. Like feeling pain is bad. I,
3: I disagree. That's anyway. like
4: again. We've already got the argument. That well, yeah, like, we, yeah. yeah.
0: We've already argued about that before. But here's the deal. Yes, more, what we call morality, these moral systems and stuff are human construction, but pleasure and pain themselves are not a human invention. You know, they're not a human construction or invention themselves, which is why I say that humans are not the authors of the morality or ethics because I say that – because it's based on things that we did not invent, you know, that it's, it's not, you know what I'm saying? It's not something we just made up.
2: I think just have, we have like a drive to seek pleasure and avoid pain. I think we have a drive to do what will create more uh, pleasure and less pain. In other words, like um, uh, John Locke, this British philosopher defined goodness as what creates happiness so the two are inext- inextricably linked.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, Paul Anyways. was putting some stuff in the chat in case you guys haven't noticed, like saying it's not just about pleasure and pain, it's about health and fulfillment, allowing life to thrive.
3: We're, which is, yeah, like... Yeah, I just care about pain and suffering. So yeah, see, like Yeah, for yeah well, me...
4: basically health and fulfillment and allowing life to thrive is what yeah. is constitutes... Pleasure. What, what causes pleasure and pain, basically? <laughs> yeah. Right? So. Yeah,
0: yeah, I, yeah. We like most of us just use those words pleasure and pain as general terms that cover all this stuff. But yeah, we can get some people can get more poetic and more specific using other words, but we kind of yeah. mean the same thing in a way. I mean, if
4: bad if bad health was enjoyable and pleasurable and everybody loved it. <laughs> That, then, then bad health wouldn't be a problem. <laughs> people would go would try to be as unhealthy as possible. Exactly.
2: You now, guys, while while we as a species, as a civilization, you know, are having are really hard pressed to to increase our 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 global conscience. Let's say we're there, let's say we're just considering global poverty and the um the factory farming. What's very ironic is that um. You know, actually the reason like we have so many poor and there's factory farms, I I believe, is because like the, the very small minority of rich people don't allow us to um to to become more moral. And but my point is that like climate change, with its increase in temperatures, in the average temperature of, of the atmosphere, basically is is creating a risk that the rich can't protect themselves again. There's there's this idea of vectors, these organisms, um, including human beings, mosquitoes, and all that carry infectious diseases. Right. So while,
0: hey WSD, you might want to mute your mic while there's Sonic the Hedgehog going on.
3: <laughs> I, I, I it is Sonic, right? That's what I. That, that's
0: Sonic the Hedgehog three.
2: <laughs> right. All right. So so guys, I while can also um, sonic.
4: Um,
2: <laughs> um basically. While the rich can, you know, very easily move to areas of the planet that aren't, you know, affected by rising sea level and, you know, rising temperatures, per se and all, they're much, much I don't less. I not know. I'm the person well, to on. make you oh, help. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Let, 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 let George finish it. <laughs> Let me finish while while they, for the most part, can, can you know, with their wealth, move to regions that aren't all that much affected, at least for several hundred years, they can't protect themselves against pandemics. So, in other words, as a strategy to basically wake them up, to say, listen, if you care about your children, even, you know, a pandemic, you know, somebody, an expert said said that, like, a pandemic is very sure to happen over the next two generations. And that's like, you know... That's what forty years. So you know, as a strategy to force, just like our laws force our morality, to force the rich to start doing the the right thing and to force us to to get them. You know, we might want to play up this this pandemic thing. This the idea that like climate change is not just about like the 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 gradual increase of sea levels and it's not just about you know these these very incremental changes. You know, you can have a pandemic like. The, the Spanish flu in 1918 killed 50 million people. You know, you could, you could have easily a pandemic that, um, that affects them. That might be a, a strategy to, to force them to activate their conscience, not for the sake of, of the poor or for animals or other people, but for their own sake.
4: If we can convince them that global, global warming is real.
2: <laughs> yeah, and there lies the challenge. <laughs> oh, I think the rich, for the most part, completely understand it. I, I think yeah. they're, 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 they're smart people. They're educated to the – yeah.
4: I don't know. You, you think so, but then you hear some of these deniers deniers well, out there. You no, know, look,
2: like Trump, for example. Trump denied climate change, right? But he's got this list, this golf course on a shore. He buttressed it against um, sea level rise because he knows what's going on.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's so interesting because basically the truth is, it's like, every it's almost like almost everybody um, tries to preserve their own life and they avoid pain, um, and if only they see that others are equal to them and they have that whole that mindset realizing we're all in this shit together basically, you know others yeah. are the same as us. If pe- I feel like if people get that. Then somehow they will work out their moral differences.
4: Yeah, this is why the free will topic is so important. Because as soon as people understand that there's no free will, then they have to understand that the whole notion of one person being more deserving of of their you know wealth and well being and things like that it, it just doesn't work anymore. There's no person that's really more more or less really truly more or less deserving. Now, whether we what, use incentives and stuff like that is a different situation. But
3: I, th- I think one mistake we're making here is that we're assuming that we can sort of convince people who have much to gain from lies yeah. that they should value the truth. Right. This is right. so. This is another issue. It's just about values. Like some people, for some people, it's this Orwellian idea that ignorance is bliss. Yeah. It's not. It's not that they don't believe in you know an anthropogenic climate change it's that they don't want to believe in it and yeah. you can't and convincing them that it's the right thing to do and we're in danger is not going to it's not gonna I mean trying to convince them is not going to probably not going to work what's weird about want, it they yeah. don't want that yeah. to be the case yes, but,
2: as, I think part of that is because I don't I, I sincerely believe they don't they think they can escape the uh, the harm I think that, like, with their money, they think that, you know, it's going to affect other people. It's not going to affect, you know, us and our families.
4: Yeah, but Mitch is right. A lot of people just don't reasonably think about these things. Like, how do you convince uh, somebody that doesn't care about reason to use reason or someone that doesn't care about logic to use logic? How do you, how do you convince that person?
2: With evangelicals, yeah, I mean, like absolutely. But, but I think the rich, you know, the, these people who are, like, pretty much controlling the world— They are not uneducated. They're not unintelligent. Do you honestly
3: think there is a single climate change denier on this planet who actually, genuinely loves science and values science and has openly looked at the research and has determined that it's all overblown and that in actuality... Humankind has not contributed greatly to any kind of environmental disaster, much less the overall change in temperature of the Earth over time.
2: No, of course they
1: come on, right? I mean,
2: right? Yeah. But again, so so they continue to deny it because I believe there's there's no personal cost to them. They're saying, ah, it's going to affect you know you know it's going to affect the poor countries first, you know, which is like so tragic, so oh, horrible. But it's not going to affect them and their families. So like, if we can, like, you know, scare the hell out of them and say it is going to affect you, these pandemics, you, your money can't save you from that, you know, it might be a strategy.
0: Yeah. And w- what's interesting about this, George, is this is a unique situation because it's one thing to, 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 to scare someone with, well, if you do this, we are going to do this to you and threaten them like, with laws. But this, climate change, no one can escape from. It's not that we are going to punish them. It, it's sort of, in a sense, that the universe is going to punish them. <laughs> if, you know?
2: Yeah, and and it's kind of like it's it's not an if; it's a matter of time. You know, and then the, it's the, the, a, his, if it's a win. I yeah. just, I I just um, watched a video of some some a panel at Harvard discussing the the, the Paris talks. And one of the, a reporter who went to it said that they actually completely ignored this this issue of vectors, of disease vectors, and my guess, I mean, it, he didn't really go into why, but my guess is because it's so damn scary. You know, I mean, like, you know, that they, and you know, that we have, we have you know, it's kind of like, we don't confront death because it's scary, you know? And so like, it's, it's not just like the, the deniers, it's the rest of us who have to really confront, you know, what we're facing.
3: George, I, I think. All, all, sorry. Go ahead, Trey.
2: Oh, I think there's. I,
3: go
2: ahead, I, you sure? Okay. Yep. I think
4: I think that um, we, we might be overestimating how many people are actually thinking rationally here. Like, like I mean. Yeah, there, I think we are also. If we look at uh, in the U.S., we we understand that the huge number of people that don't believe in evolution. So if people don't believe in evolution, why are they, do, you, do you honestly think we're going to get them to believe in global warming or human global warming when when, when there's these uh, deniers that are give, feeding them misinformation, misinformation about it? Uh, who are the, who are they going to believe?
2: How are they going to know who to believe? Our trick. The distinction is like with with evolution. Who cares? You know, there is evolution If there isn't. It doesn't affect them personally. But with this this um, this pandemic, you know, disease vector threat, it would be a, a direct threat to them.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah,
0: makes sense to me. I,
3: but again, I, I'm gonna have to lean towards Trick here again. I mean, I, I mean, I agree with everything you guys are saying, but uh, I just, I, I don't i don't think fear will even work. I don't even think you can really- Yeah, because like, I,
1: um, I feel like humanity is just, they're not smart enough. It just, I have no confidence. Hey, I lost all confidence in humanity, man.
3: <laughs> yeah, it'll be like the Titanic. They'll go down if the ship, George. If they get to live a life of luxury, and then all of a sudden the Earth is in shambles yep. because of their negligence, they'll be like, oh, well, I guess, they'll just find some other ridiculous excuse. Yo, Oh, I guess this is God It's like, a, it's
1: like a train, basically. You see a train coming down there? You got a horn blown down the road. You can hear this horn, by the way. It's a loud-ass horn.
2: Well, I mean, yes, yet, but like, they're going to stay
1: on the fucking track. They're not going to yep. move out of the way of that fucking train. They're going to let yep. the fucking motherfucker hit them.
2: Remember 2008 when when um uh, this the the stock market crashed. There mm-hmm. were a lot of very frightened people. They they were they weren't saying to themselves, "Well, you know, like our um our you know rain is over that you know that that's it they were doing everything they could to protect their their livelihoods and unfortunately for us you know so many like even democrat corrupt politicians they got away with it but they they were they were very interested in protecting their interests
4: right so so once the problem happens then people come re- really concerned about it so you know once, I you, uh, it's
1: going to be too fucking late when guys, it happens it's going to be too <laughs> fucking late.
3: That's right. Well, that's it, what I'm saying. Imagine, <laughs> this, imagine this hypothetical scenario, okay? So the conservatives, for a myriad of reasons, ignore all the environmental threats that we're facing right now. And then, as George uh, so presciently predicted, there is this huge pandemic. You, those same conservatives who were denying um, anthropogenic uh, climate change decades earlier, let's say. Will now say, "Oh well, this is God destroying the earth because of homosexuality." You see what I'm saying? They'll <laughs> yeah, find, they'll, <laughs> find, they'll find. Other, they're not going to be like, "Oh wow, I was wrong. I guess I shouldn't be a, a concern." Maybe the liberals are right about a few things. That's not what's going to happen. Well, Mitch, I
2: agree with you. Or maybe, maybe that, I'm and being like, cynical. I could. A lot of conservatives and, and yeah. evangelicals. But again, like you have to understand that this country is run by you know a, a, a population far less than one percent and these people are not you know for the most part ideologically religious and all these these this i would guess these people are probably like as atheists as most of you guys are they just like they're they're into self-concern they're into you know they're 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 not ideological and like i don't know um i you know i guess my, my point is yeah that like there are gonna be people who are gonna say yes climate change is actually you know god's apocalypse the rapture and all that stuff mm-hmm. but, but i don't think these are the people that are controlling the world so well. so
4: but, but we have all this information on, yeah, on climate change right now why are people not why are people not taking it into consideration why are they not concerned well like,
2: well look at ExxonMobil they're making billions and billions of dollars each year and to the extent that they admitted it and and you know, started to to work on our side, their shareholders would lose all that money. So like basically it's it's self interest.
4: Right. So how do you how do we combat against that self-interest
2: that's what i was saying Scare the hell out of them with like guys you are not gonna, you, know, you know and if they care for their kids who knows if they care for their kids but like you but know, i think we already uh, do that we, we already care can. for their kids yes yeah, so here's the deal
1: guys
2: the if they do don't that, believe if they don't
0: really believe it's happening then the fear won't work it's like telling yeah. atheists they're going to and, hell and it's more than no that, like,
2: like you know basically the fear that i've been saying well yes you know by 2100 sea level is going to rise maybe a foot and a half so fine. They're saying like we, we will buy land that's like you know 200 um, you know miles inland. Whatever they they you know they think they can escape it. Oh man. Well, See, George, I hope you're right. I really do. I really. Well, hope I can listen. kind
1: of agree yeah. with George on that. Like there's a scare him with the pandemic thing, but at the same time, I feel like they will use their money to get out of this shit. That's yeah. why this shit needs to be eliminated.
3: Yeah, I would love it, it if reason just worked on everyone. Oh yeah, I'd it would be fantastic. nice, wouldn't it? It'd be nice if reason just yes, worked. Yes, It would. Yes, what, it would. What will probably that's happen? What, guys. That's the world
4: I want to live in. I want to. I want to live in a world where we we can, you know, educate people on reason and and critical thinking skills, and and then that then everything else flows from that. <laughs> Once they have that base level structure, then they understand global warming and things like that because they're they're able to think critically
0: yeah and you know guys like you know um of course paul was saying some amazing stuff in the chat by the way and i wish i knew how to how to get into all that but since we're on top of climate change you know it's it's very interesting because it is as if like we were talking near the beginning like you have to manipulate people's emotions because they don't respond to reasons Reason you have to use emotions, you almost have to use superstition and mythology somehow in order to motivate them to do something. Oh, so we can't
1: use logic, basically.
4: The question is, how do we motivate people to value reason and logic? That's the question, because that's that's the base level, I think.
1: Yeah, but actually,
2: the, a trick in a certain sense, they like the people who control this world value reason and logic, but they're they're they also value self-interest. Right. In other words, they they just you know yeah.
0: Yeah, here's, here's an idea, guys. Now, here's a real good idea. Now, of course, we want to get people to accept reason and logic and evidence and science and all that. Absolutely. But while we are in the process of figuring out how to do that, is there a way to use emotions and myths and superstitions to help propel them towards better behavior while we're trying to get them to become logical?
2: Absolutely Chandler, here's we perfect the happiness pill. We bliss everybody on the planet out. And then like everybody's really? got what they want and they all, all of a sudden everybody comes becomes incredibly moral cuz there's no reason not to. <laughs> yeah, I love I love that example, man. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, and oh, and Papa's going, no, 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 no. Drugs are not the answer. Trust Papa, guys. He knows that drugs are not the answer. Remember our previous podcast about that? <laughs> oh, guys, you are so funny. But yeah, seriously, like, like, because, you know, okay, guys, I have to mention, Papa's begging me to mention, you know, he, um, Peter and Papa and I, we were talking on Google Hangouts last night, you know, and he he wants to use stories and mythology, you know, to get revealed. There are like truths embedded in like Beauty and the Beast and Disney movies and all Aesop's fables. There are messages about ethics and stuff like that. And somehow that appeals to people. That has appealed to people just as certain stories of the, the holy books of the religions have appealed to people. And it's like, even though I personally want to get a, yeah, I personally want people to just use logic and reason and not need to recur stories, it's like people have some need for stories and for things to have some kind of universal meaning that they can grab onto. It's really hard. It's like people have an emotional, psychological thing that we have to cater to as much as we hate it.
4: <laughs> yeah. We, we could use stories, storytelling and things like that to get points across, but I think we have to understand that there's a line that we have to draw between making people understand that that's, it's just, that part is just a story that's trying to get across a point, and it's not really... Um, it's just used metaphorically, I guess. <laughs> read, yeah, read definitely. The, you
0: know? the, the idea where people, sort of like how certain religions have moved towards like, oh well this 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 stuff in the Bible didn't literally happen. It's a metaphor that reveals some truth, which which is kind of weird, but you know, yeah, if we can get to where we can use fiction to the extent where we get the point of the story and don't get all hung up over whether the story actually happened then it won't conflict with, with being focused on logic, science, evidence, all that great stuff, so that there's no conflict between the two.
2: Guys, you know what we're up against? I don't know if any of you have seen the movie Minions, which is an animated film that's geared toward children, but yeah. basically this shows how depraved we have become as a people. The, the, these cute, adorable three little minions, right? Their leader has died, right? And they're going out into the world to find a new leader. These three adorable little minions are looking for the the vilest, most evil being possible to be their new leader. I mean, like that shows you. Where, I mean, that is like that's the. I, it's it's surreally sick that that that, <laughs> that, uh, that people would like you know present a film like that. But that's that's our world.
0: <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. And, and here, yeah, here's the deal, guys. Thing. Now
0: we know that, like, like of course, Poffo was going on about how how influential a Christian m- myth has been, you know, yeah. and and, ju- and just like the free will myth, which is of course a central feature of many religions, if we can find something that has the same sticking power as some of these religions, as the free will myth has been, something that sticks that gets people. Um, to to be uh, more ethical and caring about life and reducing harm, that would sure be nice because it seems like nothing we say sticks. Like we're smart guys, we talk about important subjects, but it doesn't stick with people.
4: Yeah, and that's why you have to go through you know use different method methodologies. You can do it. You can use stories. You can you can use raw logic and and reason for for those that. You know, like that sort of thing, and and you can use a little of both, I think. But uh, and on my, my blog, that's what I do. I I, I do some kind of storytelling sometimes, and other times I do uh, just raw logic, you know, or reasoning.
2: Yeah. But yeah, I guess that, that is the challenge. Like, our our conscience as individuals and as a civilization has to be raised, and we got we got to figure this out.
0: Yeah. yeah. And quick. Oh yeah, cuz th- the truth is, guys, like at this at this point, I yeah, I am concerned that it's too late. Like we're like we're all so doomed that there is nothing we can do at this point, which in, in a sense, you know, makes all of our disagreements about morality or uh, ethics, politics kind of irrelevant cuz we're all going to die real soon. <laughs> you know, which is, which is a a weird way of looking at it. But sometimes I feel that way.
2: Right. And Chandler, I mean, think about it. I mean, like, we're at best here for like 80, 90, 100 years, or whatever. And, you know, the, you know, what, human beings have been around, what, 30, 40, 50,000 years. The planets, the, 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 the universe has been around 14 billion. So like, in other words, like, this doesn't really matter. You know, it can get as as, as horrible as it gets, it can get as good as it gets, and it just doesn't matter, taken in perspective. I mean, that's that's the fallback, you know, like, that's, that's the way we maintain our peace and happiness once everything else failed. Yeah. It's, it it is interesting
0: because like, yeah, like on one hand, sure. We're just, we're just like, when you put it in that way, like our existence and events that happen now are such a tiny fragment of what goes on in this universe that it does, it does seem insignificant in a sense and yet, we it sure feels important to us at the time, obviously too.
4: I, I don't think I don't think you know any, that the fact that there's all these, like like say there's life on other planets or or whatever, uh, I don't or all the past history that happened and all the horrible things, I don't think any of that really matters to how important things are today. So so let's imagine that that we that we just became today the there nothing else existed except for right now the the things that we do wouldn't matter any less or any more than if all that other stuff happened you know in in the universe or in the past it it makes no difference really you can't really judge it based on A
3: scale, basically. Also, if we uh, start an organization, I don't know, we could call it IFWRO, for example. (laughs) Even after we are gone, others can continue to develop that. Or at least follow in our footsteps. Yeah, that's that's a uh, very
0: good point. And yeah, actually, we've been going for almost two hours and... I should be in bed soon, so perhaps we do need to end this episode, and then Mitch can talk to us about the whole IFRO thing, because we were going to talk about that after the broadcast.
4: Okay, sounds good. Let's close it up.
0: All right, so you've been listening to Free Will Science and Religion, and we've been talking about a variety of topics. It started with how do we stop Trump, but then— We got sidetracked onto every manner of issue, and I'm not sure how that happened. I'll have to listen to this before I figure out what went wrong, (laughs) but that's typical. I hope that we got some good ideas out and that we do learn how to unite and get some situations improved. That's what I'm really hoping right now. I'm just not sure. I'm a little confused, but... I really hope that you enjoy listening to this and you learn something and leave us your comments people because we're, we're trying to figure this out just like everybody else. Um, I guess thank you for listening and goodbye.